Hello and welcome to The Huddle, a special Boomers vibe today in uh, the day before the warm-up games kick off in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Boomers are about to play Argentina tomorrow and uh, I've got some exclusive chats for you. One with Nathan Sovey, the Brisbane Bullets superstar who um, rocketed from not being in the initial squad to making the team and also assistant coach John Rilly, of course, NBL great and uh, now part of the coaching staff for the upcoming campaign. So we talk about the, 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 the camp in, in LA, the process of getting the team ready for the Olympics and uh, life in Las Vegas, getting ready for these warm-up games. Sit back, relax. Up next, Nathan Sobey and John Rilly. Brisbane Bullets superstar and member of the Australian Boomers Olympic team for Tokyo coming up. Nathan Sobey, mate, congratulations. How good does that sound, being introduced as an Olympian? Yeah, I mean, it does sound great. Um, yeah, just stoked to be part of it and uh, really looking forward to getting stuck into it um, with the boys for sure. Is it is it a dream come true? I mean, is this something you've dreamt, dreamt about for a long time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and when you're a little kid and you sort of look up to those guys that are playing in it and um, yeah, and the more involved I got in basketball over time, just just became more driven to try and achieve this sort of thing. So to get here now, um, yeah, it definitely is a dream come true. Mate, your, your selection with the process of what happened not being named in the initial squad is a big story back here right now. And it's an amazing kind of example to kids you, you you put on facebook yesterday or the day before you said it's not impossible nothing is counted out my whole life and found a way to keep the dream alive never give up can, can you expand a little bit about all of that yeah i mean it's pretty like speaks for itself really i mean as a coming into the nbl nbl i was sort of overlooked as well and um never played in any state teams or anything like that and some guys sort of think that you've got to go down that route or you've really got not much opportunity at all so to be able to go the way i went or went about it and sort of just figure a way to um to make it no matter what the situation was just it um i'm just hoping that uh kids growing up sort of see that sort of thing and think if they don't make those state teams or they don't make whatever it is like just to stick with it there's always going to be another way to try and get to where you want to be and of course the narrative throughout last nbl season was that you didn't get named in the initial squad so you got extra motivated and then played really well truth is you came into the season playing at a really really high level before that happened but but what happened in your head and emotionally when you didn't get named in that initial squad yeah, it was disappointing, super disappointing uh, sort of conversation you want to have and um, definitely hurt a little bit, but I tried to just throw it in the memory bank a little bit and, and just let my basketball do the talking and have a good season with the Bullets. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I was lucky enough to play um, pretty pretty good basketball for majority of the season and, and just let that sort of do the talking. Um, and then it eventually got me there in the end, which was awesome. And where it got you to, though, was the camp. It got you to to Irvine. Take us to that process of arriving in LA, heading over there. What was your focus as you went into that environment? Yeah, I mean, I just sort of 
asked the coaches what they really wanted for me as a role and what they what they wanted me to exactly go out there and do. And that was to get after it on the defensive end and, and bring some energy and that sort of aspect. But um, just coming into camp, that was all I wanted to focus on is just doing what they wanted me to do and, and do that to the best of my ability and, and let the rest just take care of itself and see what happens. And the moment when you got told that you were selected, what happened there? Uh, it was a lot of like real, uh, some great news. Um, still um, remember the exact conversation with the coaches and stuff and just felt unreal. I was like super stoked. What did you do when you walked out of that room? Uh, the biggest grin on my face. Uh, <laughs> most people will say I don't smile too much, but after that, I, I had a pretty big smile on my face for sure. And what about calling your, your family, your mum and dad in Warrnambool, your brothers, your wife, Cece? Like, tell us about those conversations. Yeah, I mean, they're just over the moon. Um, my parents driving me to all the uh, juniors stuff growing up, uh, taking me the extra mile for those sorts of things. And then obviously having CC and and that and Harley um, just has made it so much easier. And they've been super um, proud of what I've been doing, and not just with this, but just with everything. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky to have all those people in my corner for sure. What about, uh, did you talk to Bobby C, Tim Ganey, those guys that had a big influence on you growing up? Yeah, I mean, I've talked to a few of them along the last well, few weeks or whatever. And um, even just coming into the camp, I spoke to both of them guys and um, they really just said the same thing. Just do whatever you can to control what you can control and um, let the let the rest of, uh, take care of itself. And they've been huge with that sort of thing in my growth over the time. How are you feeling about being amongst this group of, you know, this this team that has been so close? I mean, you were obviously amongst it at the 2019 World Cup as well. Um, how are you enjoying being amongst this group in the, in the preparation? Yeah, it's been super fun. From day one when I got in here, I've said it to a couple of those older boys. Um, just felt comfortable right from the start. They welcomed everyone in. Um, coaching staff have been awesome. It's just been a super fun environment to be around right from the jump. And that just made it easy to just go out and play basketball. Um, and then, yeah, I just did whatever I can to help these guys and, and hopefully the same moving forward to, to try and win a, a lot of games. Uh, your role, you said you had that conversation with the coaches in advance of the camp, but have, um, no doubt you've had further chats with Gorge, Nelly and, and, and those guys. I mean, is it, is it as a backup ball handler? Is it as a wing? Is it, it's 94 feet of, pick, of, of pressure defense, no doubt. But what have they spoken to you about the role that you'll play moving forward? I was just to come in and bring energy. Um, haven't touched over it the last um, few days or whatever, but I'm sure we'll get into more depth with that as we have these uh, pre-games um, and see how everything's going with that. But um, yeah, just come in, um, be able to run the team when we need to, but also get out and transition when we can and play fast and get some easy looks for some guys. And, um, and then obviously, like you said, just on the defensive end, just try and cause as much havoc as I can on that end of the floor. What about um, in advance of these warm-up games? Obviously, tomorrow it kicks off with the game against Argentina. Where's the squad at, do you feel, in the preparation phase? Such a really short preparation in advance of getting into these games. Yeah, I mean, I think we're in a good spot. Obviously, we've had a lot of practices against each other now and um, just super competitive in those practices and really getting after it so that we're ready for these games. But It'll be good to go and play against someone else, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll do the scouting stuff over the next, uh, like over tonight and stuff, and get ready for that game tomorrow. And um, yeah, I think the boys will be be ready to have some fun to play against someone else for sure.
And what about the system that Gorge has put in place? I mean, how do you think it'll be similar to what Dre was running with the group? And how do you think it'll be different? Um, yeah, it's obviously a lot different, um, both ends of the floor. Um, Gorge uh, really loves the defensive end of the floor and getting after it um, in that as aspect. Got guys uh, rotating around, having each other's backs. Um, and then on the offense, really getting out and trans and getting as many quick transition buckets as we can that are easy, but when we need to, just slow it down and there'll be a, a new sort of offense that will run and, um, and really get um, the right people in the right spots um, to make plays. Delhi has signed with Melbourne United. Did you, uh, how did you find that out over there? He's, what been, if... pretty, he's been pretty quiet about that. Um, when at first sort of, there was a little um, talk about it coming out on social media, he ducked out of the room real quick. So we didn't know if he was avoiding it or not, but um, yeah, that's awesome for the league. I mean, to have someone like that come back in with the experience he's got and how much he loves Australian basketball, to have that come back into Australia is massive for not, not just the NBL, but basketball in Australia itself. Do you feel a little, uh, an element of kind of you repping the NBL on this squad and on the world stage? I mean, you, Chris, Jock coming straight out of the league, guys coming from the NBA, a couple of guys from from Europe. Do you feel that in and of yourself? Yeah, I mean, obviously we've, we've played in the NBL for a long time now and um, everyone knows that we play in the NBL as well by now. So um, being able to, that's always going to be, who we are and who we're representing as well. But um, obviously just trying to play for our country and, and try and uh, do something special. Awesome, man. Well, massive congrats. As I said off the top, you're such an unbelievable example of resilience and how you handle adversity. And um, hopefully the kids pay attention, man, and, and you spread the, the good word because it's been fantastic. And that's just making the squad. Now it's about going and, and doing what you need to do to to win that medal and uh, we're right behind you, mate. Good luck. No, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Cheers, mate. Well, he's an MBL great, the associate head coach of UC Santa Barbara and an assistant coach for the Aussie Boomers. I speak, of course, of John Rilly, and he joins us from his hotel room in Las Vegas, Nevada, on the eve of the Boomers' first warm-up game tomorrow against Argentina. Real deal. Good to see you, mate. What's happening? Oh, not much. Just trying to fill in your day right now, Liam. <laughs> Bright and early here, mate. What? Uh, congratulations first on being back in the green and gold. How does it feel being back in the Boomers' environment? Oh, look, fantastic to be back in the environment. Uh, you know, the circumstances, just right right place, right time. Uh, but obviously a little disappointing for David Patrick and uh, the injury he sustained when we were out in Irvine, California. What what happened there? Uh, so <laughs> he was out on the floor. We're, we're, uh, the coaches were just doing some dummy offense and uh, DP rolled out of a ball screen being a foreman and uh, the Achilles just went on oh. him. So, um, you know, devastating uh, injury and situation, um, you know, so great opportunity for me, but obviously very uh, sad for how that all come about. Right, right. I did not know that. As a member of the Torn Achilles Club, my, uh, my heart goes out to the man. Yeah, and no, you, you can only hope for a speedy recovery for him, that's for sure. 
Um, you're in Las Vegas, as I said, on the eve of your first warm-up game. Um, how is Vegas right now? Because the reports are that it is kind of COVID central in Nevada at the moment. Yeah, like uh, last weekend in the US was July 4th weekend and uh, Vegas is a very attractive pop, uh, destination for that weekend. Uh, so cases have spiked a little but um, you know, look, as far as we're concerned, we're in a good situation here in the hotel. Uh, the team doctor keeps us uh, up to speed on, on everything with the protocols. But what you got to understand is we got a group of individuals that have, you know, Olympic success on their minds. So very pedantic about their own behavior and not putting anyone else in jeopardy. Awesome. Um, 2 a.m. The other night, you guys all stayed up to uh, take in the announcement alongside Patty, flag bearer, awesome news. We're so proud of him. What, what was that experience like for you and for the group to be with him for that moment? Yeah, look, uh, you, you, just not for Patty, but for the team and for guys that have been with him through so many Boomers campaigns, uh, you know, just, just a great accolade and to be a part of that uh, first Indigenous uh, person to carry the flag, um, you know, so part of history and, uh, you know, anyone that uh, knows Patty, well deserving of whatever he gets out of the game, uh, very, very giving um, guy in his, uh, you know, with his own charities and businesses and uh, just to be a part of that, what a sensational thing, who cares if it was at 2am, you know, that that moment was, you know, a great great thing um you're talking before about the camp in uh, irvine in california T take mm -hmm. us back there um what was that i mean at that point you didn't think you were going to be with the the group over the course of the campaign so tell us about that experience at that camp yeah look uh when when it come about uh with the coaching change with gorgian and then that matt nielsen uh, obviously, two guys uh, that I'm familiar with, and you know, I was lucky enough to be in Boomers teams with those guys. I just reached out and said, "Look, I'm going to be pretty close. Santa Barbara's like a two and a half hour drive. If I can just come and rebound and pass, like I'd love to be involved in it." Um, so I got to do that, and then all of a sudden, my uh, duties become a little bit more involved, which uh, for me, like wearing the green and gold, being a part of anything. Uh, with the boomers, you know, it's, it's a great honor more than anything. Um, so uh, I was, I, you know, when they told me that I could travel to Tokyo, I was over the moon and uh, just wishing to make the most of it and, you know, just helping the team wherever I can. From a player's perspective, you've been in that situation before, of course, made the team in 04 to go to Athens. Um, Give us some insight into what was happening on the floor. I mean, who who impressed you? There were some guys, you know, like Nathan Sobey's the talk of the town over here for yeah. making the team. Who impressed you on the floor in that environment? The one thing uh, that impressed me is probably just the depth in the camp. Um, you know, I've, I've been removed from Australian teams for a number of years. Um, so you just watch the final product. So, you know, we get to Irvine and I think we ended up having 16 or 17 bodies and, you know, you could make a case for every person making the team. Uh, where when I was involved with the national team, you, you pretty much knew 
what the makeup of the team was going to be for the most part where you know as you see like the the young talent that we got uh, involved in the nba josh giddy situation uh with his draft coming up uh you know the the country and the sport is in a good place when you happen to make these decisions you know mm-hmm. um I've, i've been told dante looked particularly good Um, which we're excited about because, you know, like we've been writing the injury history for him over a period of time. But the idea of seeing him back in the green and gold fit, firing, playing at a high level is exciting. Yes. And, and uh, you know, look, uh, the his history with injury, I think everyone kind of holds their breath as you you get into it. But uh, the Irvine thing for him to to understand what the coaching staff is expecting Uh, for him to be able to kind of get a feel and work his way through that. But then, uh, you know, he's exciting. Uh, Matisse Thibel, Sobe, uh, you know, Josh Green, the athleticism uh, that we'll have. Um, I, and, and once again, I'll just always reflect on the depth. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can say like, you know, in the, in the 90s and 2000s, you'd say Sam McKinnon, his athleticism, but then, you know, it'd drop off a little bit or, you know, Sam McKinnon, Glenn Savile, and then, you know, where, where do you go after that? Where like, I, what did I list off four or five guys where mm. they're great athletes in their own right? Mm. Um, it's always a, a short preparation. Like this is, it's not like you have a full preseason to go into a campaign like this with a national team, but this one shorter than ever. And yep. with a coaching staff that hasn't been working with the team in previous campaigns, but what kind of a challenge Has that been? And, and how has Gorge in particular gone about trying to kind of implement a system? Yeah, well, it doesn't give us any time to screw guys up. That's what it really does. Um, <laughs> you, you know, but look, it, the thing is, is, uh, you know, I think Gorge is close to 70 now, mm. you know, but like his enthusiasm and his detail is, is like it was when he took over in 2002. Uh, you know, defensively, his passion about that. Um, so when he's on the floor, it's commanding and everyone has his attention. Uh, there's a purpose to everything that he's doing. So I think uh, as a coaching staff, we have to make sure what we are doing has a purpose instead of just trying to tick a box and say, yep, we did that today. Everything has a purpose behind it. The players know that. So, um, you know, their intensity and their concentration to to getting the most out of a practice session as being good. Now, you know, you can say we're still in our honeymoon phase right now. We haven't played any games and that's when, you know, the rubber meets the road. Um, but look, ev- everyone's excited and motivated. Um, and we got a great group of uh, experienced campaigners um, that, are, that have, you know, done a great job of putting their arm around the young guys and saying, hey, like, this is what it is to be a boomer. This is the expectation. Like. Uh, let, let's get after it. Wow, that that's awesome. You talk about the purpose of the training sessions. What are the purpose for you guys of these warm-up games? And I guess in particular tomorrow against Argentina, first time out on the floor. Yeah, it's going to be a learning curve for everyone. Um, you know, Gorge back on the national scene, seeing what, uh, you know, every player has an expectation. Um, and then us moving forward with that, Uh, our own playing style. We want to play uh, with a good tempo and pace about ourselves. But on the flip side, Argentina, uh, very pressure di- driven in their defensive scheme. So um, it, it's just going to be great to see where we're at as a team. 
as, as coaches say, get it on film and then we can move forward from there. So we are getting to the stage where we need to play against someone else. And, you know, the players then reality becomes a part of it all then. Awesome, man. We're looking forward to it. All those games live on ESPN for people to watch back here. And it's going to be great to see the guys out on the floor. And it's great to see you part of the coaching staff. Made another big step in your coaching career. Thanks for joining us and good luck over the course of the campaign. Yeah, thanks, Liam. Appreciate the time and you can go back to bed now. <laughs> thanks, man.